0: Hello, I'm Lola.
1: Hello, I'm David of and Fitness.
0: And um, today, w- welcome to another episode of another. No Added Sugar. Another, yeah. Well, it's, we might release the first episode at some point.
1: No, we're not releasing the first episode <laughs> ever. Okay, so this
0: is the first episode then. We'll say this is the first episode. Um, so today we're going to talk about training management well, David's going to talk about like the more scientific aspects of things where I'm just going to chime in on what I think is somewhat realistic for women, essentially. Because, you know.
1: Hold on. We're not going to talk about my 100 days.
0: You can talk about your 100 days if you want.
1: Okay. Um, <laughs> well, before we get into um, anything, I just want to brag about the fact <laughs> that um, I've done 465 days of exercise consecutively. Um, I would also like to shout out my boy, Nana, who done 365 with me. Can you
0: shout me out? Because I did
1: 100. Okay, well, if you let me finish, (laughs) Um, um, then I want to shout out everyone that has done um, this 100 days challenge or any 100 days challenge with me. Um, You've been a a great motivation and it's been appreciated. So. Oh, yeah, and oh, yeah, Lola. And Lola. Yeah. I
0: did 100 days, and I'm very proud of myself. And it was very difficult, and I'm never going to do it again.
1: Well, today was day um, 101 for Lola, and she's going to carry on and no, do I'm 200 not. days. I, did, I don't, know, you know, why I, I don't even know why I trained today. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I have no idea why I trained today. And it was a very hard session. I felt really dizzy doing my deadlifts, which was very sad. But, you know, I still got through it.
1: Yeah, so um, uh, one of the so basically when I put the challenge out um, for you, for those of you that don't know, the hundred days challenge is a challenge where you have to perform some sort of exercise every single day, one session of cardio a week, one resistance um, session a week, five days of abs. So obviously, uh, it poses a question: What exactly do I do? So a lot of people was asking me for some sort of routine um, or is there some sort of workout, plan, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Um, So I did actually think um, at some point in time, I would do, you know, some sort of, you know, pod or, yeah, anything. But this is a great opportunity for me to just go through um, where to start and training management in general. So um, I think... The first place that you want to start with um, training management is you want to introduce yourself to something called a super compensation model. So um, exe- a super
0: compensation
1: model? Oh, um, so essentially in layman's terms, it's just you have a baseline, which is just a like starting point, And then um, you train whatever aspect of training it is, whatever type of training. You train and um, as soon as you start training, your um, fitness level, it decreases. After you finish training, what will happen is um, your fitness level will stay below um, baseline, the initial um, fitness level that you was at, and then you will experience recovery. And then when you start recovering, you return back to, you know, baseline fitness. And then um, what the body does do is says, says, yeah, that was a bit hard. Next time I want to be a bit fitter I want to be a bit stronger. And then that's when you experience um, super compensation. So um, to apply it to like weight training, let's say I go to the gym on Monday and um, I do a squat with the bar. The bar weighs 20 kg. So I've done some squats and then the next day I'm quite sore or whatever. Um, I can't squat the bar because I'm still recovering. Um, Then I go back to the gym on Wednesday and I'm doing some squats again and I find that the bar is a bit light. And then um, I add 2.5 kg on each side of the bar and I'm able to do 2.5 kg. That person has just experienced super compensation. Okay,
0: so is that essentially like the... um when you your muscle breaks down to then rebuild so you essentially become stronger?
1: Yeah, I mean, um, like supercompensation is, is... It, it works hand-in-hand hand with what you just described. What you just described would be um, protein synthesis, but um, supercompensation, it basically addresses the, the fitness level. Okay. So, um, but that supercompensation model people you may know it you may not know it it doesn't really matter but it's just understanding the concept that when you go to the gym you have a fitness level when you train it decreases then you recover and then it goes back to where it was initially and then you experience a spike in the fitness level and that's called super compensation like but whether you know it's called that or not it doesn't matter but that's the very basis the very premise of how you st- or what like exercising is and how you benefit from exercising. So like it's important because you've got volume, you've got intensity and then you've got frequency. And um for most people those are very important um components of training. But you have to sort of measure it against that supercompensation model. So before we get into how we apply those things I'll just talk about them individually. So um volume is essentially, work done. Like, you go to the gym, if you do high volume, you do a lot of work. Um, low volume... That means,
0: like, loads of reps. So, for, so if you're doing squats, so a high-volume day would be like if you did, like, 15 squats. And then, maybe. Or maybe yeah. 12 squats might be a high-volume day. Well, it's, like... It depends on your body.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. It's It's, it's relative, but, like, in terms of high volume, it's literally, like, the total amount of work that you've done. So... Ten sets of ten would be a hundred reps or something. Yeah. Um, if you done ten sets of ten at like five kg or something like that, and that was like I don't know sixty percent of your of your um, one rep max, and you done or and someone else done it, and it was like seventy percent of their one rep max for one person, it'd be a little bit higher volume, but generally. You can wait on a session-to-session basis, on a weekly basis. If you're like me, who plays around with their volume, um, plays around with their programming, sorry, you can measure it on a monthly basis. Um, But, yeah, essentially, not to overcomplicate things, it is just total amount of work. Yeah, it's just total amount of work that you've done. Then, um, if we move on to intensity, which is... um, you have to imagine intensity is just the percentage of maximal effort so if we're talking about weight training um i have uh let's say my one rep max at the moment probably um what did i do the other day i think i i squat 160 or something with my biscuit knees um yeah so <laughs> <laughs> let's say um 160 is well my one rep max and um i done some work at uh 60% of that, yeah? So that would be that intensity. So literally it's um, a percentage, what percentage you're working at of your maximal effort. Or like if someone's doing cardio and they're doing some sort of running, um, if you do a sprint, that would be classified as high intensity. If you If you go on a jog or on a run for like five miles, then the intensity is significantly lower because Nobody is running at a hundred percent um maximal effort and jogging for and running for five miles, you would explode. So um that's uh that is um intensity and then frequency is just obvious. Um what well it is obvious, isn't it? It's frequency. You never know. <laughs> no, 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 it's obvious. <laughs> it's um fre- frequency is literally um how often you do said Um, Movement or said body part So um, What I um, introduced initially The supercompensation model Why it's relevant to that Is because Imagine You do an exercise And then um, You know You've done the exercise You've experienced supercompensation And then You haven't done the movement again Until after you've experienced Your supercompensation Guess what? you're just not going to get stronger at it. So if you squat every two weeks, yeah, I know that's an extreme, even though there's some certain man that do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you squat um, or do a certain body part every two weeks and you kind of, you're not really progressing, well, it's because you've experienced some adaptation to that body part or that movement and you've just completely missed the window because let's so say they so yeah go yeah because because you go back to your baseline okay. so um it's imp- so that's why i'm saying super compensation is a concept that everybody should kind of grasp before they you know do some training um in terms of volume with volume if you do too much volume if you don't do enough volume um you won't be able to provide your body enough stimulus like the amount of volume you does will drive the amount of super compensation that you'll experience, but there's a threshold, and you don't want to do too, too, too much. Um, but also, you just need to understand so you know how long to rest. Like we spoke about high volume, and there was something I was doing called um, ten sets of ten, which is a hundred reps at so the a working worst weight. Thing ever. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's Horrible. it's very it's very painful, <laughs> but. If you're doing 10 sets of 10, um, you're not going to do that same movement for 10 sets of 10 in, in like the next day or in two days time. There's a lot of volume. So the recovery is going to be a lot, a lot, a lot longer, a lot extended, a lot more extended than if I did um, five sets of five.
0: But if you're going to do ten, 10 sets of 10 again, let's say, so let's say you do it on a Monday, you want to do it again on the Wednesday or something, you just won't be able to do the same weight. It's not that like you won't be able to do it completely. Yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. That that is true. But um. But yeah, who wants to do that? Well, I mean, if that's you, if you want to do it, then that's fine. But it's just having an understanding of it, and then um. Why intensity? Well, intensity and volume work hand in hand, so that's why it's important. Um, but so for those of you guys that just starting out, I I believe that's a important concept for you to get and then what is not the same thing but it is still on the on the same plane as um you know super compensation model we're talking about something called progressive overload so progressive overload is just um as a definition uh, a simple one it's just increasing the amount of stimulus or increasing the amount of stress you place on your body um like you can, it's yeah, it's, it's just that. So, you increase your volume, you increase your intensity, you increase your frequency, and that will translate into like an increase in weight. Increasing the weight is the, the most straightforward way to, um, you know, um, progressively overload if we're talking about weight training. Um, then you can increase the amount of reps you do, you can increase um, the amount of sets that you do, you can um, decrease rest periods you can add exercises and like I said with frequency you can add an extra day so if you were squatting um, once a week and then you decide to squat twice a week you've progressively overloaded because you've put your um, lower body under more stress and you know that's an added stimulus and your body's going to have to adapt to that so progressive overload and understanding the concept and understanding because some people, they'll be like, oh, I've been going to the gym, like you know, I haven't really changed. And then you ask what they're doing. Then you ask, when was the last time you increased the weight? Like three months ago. So some people don't actually understand that, you know, in order for you to look different, you actually have to progressively overload yeah. or they haven't increased the amount of sets, reps. They haven't changed anything. They're just yeah. training. But they believe that, yeah, that's enough, isn't it? Um, so... Grasp the concept of progressive overload, please And then um, I think it's a, a very simple thing Because I'm a personal trainer And I overlook it sometimes But you actually have to, you know Understand what type of training Is suited to your goal So if you have a goal for weight loss Despite what, you know A lot of personal trainers will tell you You really shouldn't be going to the gym To do like a heavy squat or something Or a heavy... De- that's not going to make you lose weight So if you have a goal Because... Um, I've interacted with some personal trainers And, you know, you get clients They tell you a lot of stuff Some personal trainers They will give you their your their own goal For some strange reason Like, you'll come to them You'll tell them Yeah, I want to lose weight They'll be like, okay, but... Yeah, so, what about your legs? You know, you want to get them bigger you know what I mean? Make- some people don't want
0: that Because if, you, if, if you're a woman That has a male personal trainer They try to mould you Into their, <laughs> their ideal woman That's why they do that They don't care about What you're no, saying <laughs> do, do you know what it is
1: um, Now I, I, I've been guilty sometimes Sometimes you think You know someone What they're talking about More than they do because, Yeah
0: they do it to me All the time
1: Yeah but <laughs> I know Because I, I, I understand the, I understand what your goal is But yeah generally um, they'll, like, they'll be like Okay cool and then they'll tell you like what they think you want, but some people just want to lose weight. Like I've had clients, and they be like, "Yeah, I just want to lose weight." I'm like, "Okay, but um, you know, when you lose weight, do you want to be shaped a certain way? Do you want to, you know, um, grow a big?" I know, I, I just want to lose the weight.
0: But I think they might be doing it for for in terms of long term weight loss. Building muscle is a part of that.
1: Yeah, but if the client doesn't ask for that, if they don't want it, then they don't want it. Like you, literally, that's one of the things that I've learned. Like over the last two, three years, you actually have to give your client what they ask for. Like if they ask for this, you that's what you give to them. As I'd long as it's, them. Yeah, I'd you advise them. Yeah, I, I do. I always no no no. I can't advise people against. That's mad.
0: I do. Like if when when girls like message me and say, oh yeah, like um, I want to lose weight. So let's say someone's. Uh, A a girl I spoke to, she was around, like, 15 stone or something. And she wanted to lose a lot of weight, but she wanted to eat about 1,500 calories. And I said, no, you should eat more. Like, yeah, if she eats 1,500 calories, she'll lose a lot of weight very quickly. I'm like, no, eat more food. (laughs) Because it's my... From my personal experience, that's not the best way to go about it. Yes, it will work, but it's not the best way to go about it. So I feel like personal trainers should say to clients... Um, yeah you want to lose weight this is what you need to do however if you want to sustain this weight loss you also need to weight train and gain some muscle
1: well and yeah I hear you but like I said they ask, I I deliver that's that's my job I can't be telling somebody what they want or what they should look like to be honest but um yeah so um if you want to lose weight cardio is the best way to go about it so in terms of um, like type of training um, you should definitely identify your goal identify it like quite strictly and then then go about what type of training that you actually want um, then I think another important thing is um, selection of exercise uh, you know not to badger on and keep talking about women but Women in particular message me about different types of exercise they can do to grow their bum, this, that, and the other. Yeah. I mean, it's cool, I understand, but essentially, if you have a like a, a grasp of everything that I've mentioned prior to um selection of exercise, it won't ex- like selection of exercise won't be that big of an issue because if you have a good grasp of like okay cool um like volume i'm doing enough volume i'm doing um it frequently enough at a decent intensity um there's progressive overload in my training then you won't need to find this magic um exercise that is going to like hit your glutes in some crazy way that no exercise (laughs) But, but, this, but the, 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 <laughs> the, the funny thing is, like, yeah, there's, there's, there's exercises that have um, a lot more bang for their buck, here yeah? but essentially...
0: But then the thing, like, you're saying what? makes absolute sense, and I do agree, but when it comes to specifically... I don't want to focus on growing bum, but specifically when it comes to, like, growing bum, it's, there's a point where you can't increase your weight. Like, I used to do a lot of kickbacks using the um, cable machine. And I literally physically could not increase my weight at one point. It was just, I couldn't do it. (laughs) Then,
1: then, like I said, like I mentioned in progressive overload, then if you can't increase your, your weight, add an extra set. If you can't do that, then add some extra reps. If you can't do that, add an extra exercise. Or do it again on another day. Like, add an extra day. So, I mean, the world is your oyster, but I just feel like, People are always looking for a magic exercise because they don't have a grasp of like just like basic principles of training. Because, um, like the best my legs have ever looked, I wasn't really doing anything other than squatting to be honest. And, um, if I was to progress further, then I would plateau in the squat, obviously, um, and I would maybe have to add a different exercise or add some accessory or isolation exercises or something like that but you can get yourself to a very good point like if for you to start and progress you don't need to have like seven exercises you're doing on, on, on a body part yeah. so um, that's a selection of exercise it's important it, it, it like there's some exercises that have more bang for their buck but if you pick an exercise that you're comfortable with that you can do that you can adhere to that you don't like feel like it's killing you or is boring when you're doing it and you progress on that, then you'll see whatever results you you wanna see to be completely honest with you. Yeah. So, um, and then that, well, yeah, that kind of leads me to um, another important thing, adherence. So you will find out pretty quickly where you are at in terms of genetics when it comes to training. Um, so- yeah. <laughs> that was a sad yes by the way (laughs) so i i know um like most of you probably that are listening won't get the reference but um i must be russian or something because (laughs) nah i i have a very high tolerance to like frequency like oh yeah you're
0: weird
1: like i could i could squat like five times a week and it's fine like i I'm one of the only people I know that um deadlifts on the same day that they squat yeah. and does that like you two three get times You tried to do
0: that once and I couldn't do it. Yeah,
1: it's yeah.
0: hard. But and yeah. then you're like, "Oh yeah, for a finisher we we'll do some hip thrusts and other." Like, I'm out of here. <laughs> I'm out of here. <laughs> See you later.
1: But um yeah, but so I I can do that um and, you know, not everybody can do that, but it's fine. It doesn't It doesn't mean you're going to get any less gains. But what it does mean is that, you know, you do what works for you. So, but in terms of recovery, I know that that's my strong suit. Um, in terms of doing, like, loads of volume in a session, it's probably not something that agrees with me too much. I'm a kind of like a free exercise person. And then that's about it, to be fair. I you do you know
0: I made the most gains? When you had me on that. Three three times a week plan where I was deadlifting three times a week and then benching and then um, what was I doing I was hip I was yeah I was literally deadlifting hip thrusting benching three times a week.
1: Well, there you go. That <laughs> I mean that kind of it kind of supports what I was talking what we're talking about in the um, super compensation. So she just said she was doing something with a lot of frequency and she experienced gains. Yeah, because she was literally capitalizing on you know that window of super compensation all the time so um yeah but again you got to find what works for you like um some people they can't do the high frequency thing this it doesn't work for them i've trained with guys and they're just but we we, we're squatting for the third time this week and they're like oh bro
0: (laughs) 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 three times a week is punishment though for guys anyway. I feel like women can get away with it more. For some reason, I feel like we have more tolerance to lower body exercises.
1: Yeah, but I mean, it means more to you, to be fair. Like, it's, it's, it is the, the chunk. It's the basic reason why no woman... I, I've never met a woman that just benches. No. Yeah, exactly. So, it is your training. Like, lower body is. Lower body is. Like, like, you'll see women, oh, I'm doing a hamstring and a glute day. Why
0: are you you insulting me? I'm not not, not (laughs)
1: insulting you, but I'm just saying, like, you love a lower body, innit?
0: No, but I actually, my favorite thing to work out is actually my back rather than my lower body. Okay. I do a lot of back sessions with you, so.
1: Okay, fair enough. All right, cool. Um, And then also, um, for you guys, consistency, um, that is. Hashtag. Um, But now, but on on a serious note, like consistency. So um, even if, listen, your your training doesn't have to be that aggressive. Like when we talk about, I'm talking about the super compensation model and really capitalising on it. That's what I'm talking about is like optimal, for your training to be optimal. Um, But you could train quite conservatively as long as you do have some sort of um, progressive overload. And you could train that like, quite conservatively. But as long as you just train consistently over a decent period, you're going to see gains. You won't see them maybe as fast, but you will see gains. So um that's one thing that I, I've kind of struggled with. I think maybe age as well. I'm not... that uh, i
0: getting on, granddad. No, nah, I'm not
1: old. But as in, there's certain, you know, there, you, there's certain things that you can't do when you know you can't like the gung-ho kind of aggressive like when I say aggressive I mean aggressive like every session adding on some weight doing that two three times a week for four weeks on the trot that one you know as you get older maybe you can't do that so much so um but yeah definitely we, you not need to be consistent and then um also an important thing that i feel like i'm the only person in great britain that does it um deloads you need to have a planned deload like you can't be progressing all the time and then expect your body to keep recovering the
0: only person in britain in britain
1: that deloads I've, I've, like, listen what listen, are you talking about honestly i've listen <laughs> i when i see i see people no okay, okay. that has a planned deload okay. Oh okay cause no uh, no, nah, nah. I see people deload but it's like they've been forced to like yeah cuz your
0: body's not moving the weight anymore <laughs> uh, yeah
1: but what i'm saying is you, you should have like planned deload like um with the challenge because it was kicking my ass i i was basically deloading um every month like once a month so i would have three weeks of progression and then the fourth week um i'll deload my deload works by um well okay cool let me even explain my what a
0: deload is first.
1: Oh yeah. So uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Well, a deload literally you just do less volume, isn't it?
0: Or you all go down on weight.
1: Yeah. Well, I I actually do everything when I deload. But so you go down
0: on weight, you go down on volume.
1: Yeah, so I I'll, I'll cut I'll cut it by like um 2 thirds in terms of um sets and um I'll take off a small amount of weight. I don't I I used to deload load like that, where I'll just do um, the same amount of sets and cut the weight in half. But I'd find that when I'd return to um, Heavy. yeah, when I would turn to baseline, it's just it feels it feels terrible. It feels horrific. It feels like I've been hit by a car. So what I do, my d-load works for me. So um, like if I'm doing, let's say I was doing um, like four sets of twelve, my d-load would be. Um, two sets of twelve, and um, I'll take like ten kg off of yeah. whatever exercise I'm doing. No. That that works for me. Uh, maybe you'd have to try out. A I do weights,
0: so I mean I don't plan it, but there are days where my body is just like you, you should. Can't do to, to be fair, <laughs> so I just reduce unless, the weight
1: unless you're unless you're like you're doing some sort of training block and you know you're going to peak or you're gonna have like a competition or something you should plan your deload you're not fighting nobody like have a deload but it'll mentally it'll keep you fresh and physically it'll keep you fresh too but yeah in your training definitely have a planned deload um maybe every month every six weeks it depends whatever however however serious you're about your goals if you if you're really chasing them maybe every two months i don't know but guys you should um definitely have um a a deload and also one thing that um people need to acknowledge is um you know it's not like one linear relationship like with anything there's diminished returns yeah so the gains that you're getting initially from exercise unfortunately you there's going to be diminished returns from from that so in two in a year's time two years time you know where you're gonna have to do a lot more to get a fraction of gains that you was getting before it's life you know you just have to live with it don't kill yourself i don't but, think you
0: just take like a long time off <laughs> take like six months off and then come back yeah but
1: <laughs> 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 yeah then you're gonna be yeah. back to school
0: to square one obviously
1: you'll make a net gain <laughs> yeah, exactly. but like who wants to do that though
0: i basically did that last year Oh, i, I barely trained from like because i was away most of last summer
1: but so sorry to cut you off that's a genetic that's that, you know what that's genetics there's um there's one guy because I, I used to um train at a gym called legends there's one guy um listen we call we call him halifax yeah there's one guy some Nigerian guy, his genetics are mad. Like, literally, he will train, like, once every so month. And I know the kind of gym it was, there's a chance that he was on raids. But I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt <laughs> and say it's the black man's blood in him, yeah. But, um, <laughs> but um, yeah, he like...
0: So he'll he trained
1: once every... Like, he, he, he trains quite infrequently, but his genetics are nuts. And the reason why I didn't think it was raids is because... Like he's got stuff that roids don't give you. Like he's got like one mad separation in his bicep, like that I've never seen in my life. Like <laughs> roids, yeah, roids they do a lot for you. Don't get me wrong, but roids don't give you that. So his one, yeah, if you have got the genetics to train infrequently, I didn't then-
0: say I trained infrequently. By the way, I don't have the genetics to train infrequently. <laughs> <laughs> If I don't train, I just get a bit round, so I didn't Bray. train for a while, <laughs> you stop laughing at me? Oh. No, but I'm saying I didn't train for a while and like literally like my first month back, being consistent, I was like, whoa, it was really nice to see, so I might do it more often. No, then,
1: yeah, yeah, your body's uh, hmm. he's become desensitised to exercise again, yeah, but you've taken a step backwards though, so generally you was better off just just managing your training than doing that i couldn't that.
0: train anyway i was away for like really long what oh I do?
1: <laughs> fair enough uh okay cool but yeah what was it oh yeah and another thing that um rate of progression so um like i said um you know i i actually believe i'm russian because All right. yeah yeah but yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> Dave Amir. Let's call you Dave Amir.
1: No, but there's... Cause, like, everybody has, you know, their ceiling. Um, so, like, oh, my rate... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're like them Chinese guys and you start training from like... like when, was I, when did you start training them? Like Like, nine or something, or four, or something like that. If you start training from that time, Cause when you're young, you do have great, great, great capacity. If you start training from that time, yeah, your ceiling is going to be mad. But us normal people that start training a little bit later in life, yeah, um, our ceilings are just a bit normal. They're not crazy like that. So um, in terms of rate of progression, you might have to take your time with it. If you if you gather that you know what, I'm quite strong in it, then yeah, progress as fast as you can. If um, you're a person that whenever you try to progress fast, you always hit a brick wall um, or you can only progress for like maybe two weeks at a time or something, then take your time. It's even worth mentioning um, micro increments. It's something that um, my friend Esther always get onto her about, but it's something that works. So um, because of the black man's blood in me, I refuse to progress um, in anything less than, like, 10kg total on my deadlift, so...
0: That's just it, ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that is just ridiculous. No, but
1: that's... But the, I, can, I can actually do that because...
0: Is, you have literally said to me before, because you know it's sensible, you're like, if you want to increase, it's like 2.5s on each side.
1: Not on deadlift.
0: Yes, you did. You've told me this.
1: Oh, oh yeah, but that's, that's... Okay, maybe for you, isn't it? But not not like no. I refuse anyway. <laughs> but I've got a decent deadlift. But
0: you need to understand, like you sh- I don't believe people should listen to you on this advice simply because. No, I'm talking about myself. Crazy things. No, no, so no, no.
1: I'm talking about myself. If you want
0: to progress and you want to increase your weight, I would say 2.5 on each side, so it, 5 kg. Well, depends, it, every it, two weeks is very sensible.
1: It depends on who you are. If if they like me and deadlift is comfortable for them, then buy slap on a five. Every so often, slap on the five as soon as you've completed whatever. But, yeah, um, yeah, like I was going to say before you interrupted me... Oh, sorry. Um, yeah, what Esther's doing is, it actually, it but works. Esther's really strong, though. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, it, it's sensible, because um, obviously if she progressed like how I do, she would have failed. Mm. And then th- th- that's no good. So um, micro-increments is... Is something that you should consider as well if you're, but is this that's for something more for people on the higher end, or if your genetics, if like you're somebody that's a bit of a hard gainer, like I've done that with some clients. Um, some clients I've started training them, and then I've just kind of realized, yeah, this one's this one's a bit weak to be fair, so I've kind of realized that they actually have to progress in micro increments, otherwise, they don't. They don't make any progress at all. So, um, progressing in micro increments might be a way to go for some people, to be fair. so
0: How would you suggest um, progressing in micro increments, though?
1: Like, literally, like, okay, so on a, from a weight aspect, get the smallest weight in your gym and slap it on to progress. So, if the smallest weight is um, 1.25, put the 1.25, add that to your squat or your bench, whatever if it's 0.5 that's what you add honestly <laughs> or if if um if they like let's say you don't want to progress in terms of weight then add one rep to your set that's it so if you was doing like um four sets of six then now you're going to be doing um four sets of seven so literally or even um from another aspect take 10 seconds off your rest period, like, whatever, but sometimes, um, we get to a stage where the large, um, like, steps that we took in, um, progressive overload, yeah, we can't do it no more, because we've just experienced too many gains, and the now the, we just, Your
0: body just... does have an upper limit, like, I think everyone needs to, I mean David doesn't believe in this and he thinks he's Superman, but your body does have a No no,
1: no way. I'm I'm finished. I'm done. <laughs> no, I am actually, I'm finished. I'm actually finished. Like I was saying the other day that this this is rubbish. This, how can this be my prime? But <laughs>
0: you're not your prime, <laughs> you're nearly thirty. <laughs>
1: I'm, I'm 27 years of age. Number one, yeah. I'm 27 years of age. No,
0: but this
1: is my prime. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, this is my prime. Okay, fine. Anyway, but yeah, um, yeah, I was like, how could this be my prime? But I'm finished anyway. So don't don't mind me. But um, for you guys that are not finished, um, yeah, you should definitely be, you know, in hot pursuit of them gains, but. But with with all the things that we've um, we've mentioned, literally, those are the things that you should consideration um, that you should consider just to make a start. And then, um, like, we won't discuss it today. We'll probably discuss it on a on a later pod. Then we can like when you get to an intermediate stage or maybe an advanced stage, then there's like you know some progression schemes or some like techniques like doing drop sets or focusing on focusing on tempo that kind of stuff
0: don't do drop sets
1: but dro- dro- i
0: hate drop sets
1: okay but it's <laughs> like i said like drop sets drop but drop sets is, isn't for somebody who no disrespect if you know, if that's what you, I feel it's like not, you're not
0: gonna disrespect me, carry
1: on. No no I'm not even talking about you. No, but okay. if you're like an adult man and you squat sixty kg and there's nothing wrong with your lower oh. back or something like that, drop that's sets are not possible. Okay, it is, but like there's many in the gym. But um drop sets aren't for you. Like you have a lot of, you know, potential. You can just increase your squat. So drop sets are I would say for people that um you know have maxed out or for maybe there's just a situation where you can't train maybe you're inhibited you're restricted somehow so you're doing drop sets to provide some stimulus but it's it's generally um something reserved for more advanced slash intermediate people so there are some other things that you can do outside of what we spoke about but like it's just this is just this today's discussion is more for people that are starting and if you incorporate everything that we've spoken about you'll definitely um, be able to make a start and a decent start as well but everything comes back to the super compensation model so that's the basic principle that everything should sort of be placed upon otherwise you know There will be some things that are amiss that you don't quite understand why it's not going in that direction. And then, you know, you get demoralised and then you start going on the internet and searching for stupid sort of training. Then you start, that's when you start seeing people deadlifting treadmills and that kind of stuff. (laughs) 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 No, but it's true. Like, I see... I see mad training happening all the time.
0: But people just, they're not doing it because cause they're trying to tell people that that's how you get games. They're just doing it for like views or for fun or something.
1: No, 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 no. Listen, <laughs> I do, I've i done, I do stunts. Like in the green room, they call me stuntman. Okay, I, I do. I do stunts, but the stuff I do, I genuinely wouldn't, like, I never put it in a serious, like even my caption, I will make it known that I'm being a jackass. I'll write it there. Yeah, I'm messing around. Like, I'm And I'm all for creativity, but a lot of creativity I see just has no function to it. There's no functionality to the creativity at all. Yeah. Like, like, I've literally seen someone deadlifting a treadmill. That's why I said it.
0: I've seen someone squat a treadmill. Like, they've they, basically, they've like, you know... Um, what, leg press it? No, not leg press. So they've lifted it.
1: Oh, and then they've, they've started played it on their, on their shoulders or something.
0: Like, with their hands. So they've lifted it up with their hands and then they're squatting up and down.
1: Yeah, like, that, that, I that's, mean, I that's guess that works. yeah, but just, you could, they could use a landmine or something, or just got, like, heavy dumbbells or something, or, I that. or, or yeah, so, like, <laughs> what, they, that's what I'm saying, like, there's no, that's, what's the function? Views. I don't even think that will get you views, though. Yeah,
0: will people are like, oh, no, that's cool.
1: Yeah, a lot of, um, fitness, there's a lot of stuff going on. To do with
0: views. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you seen see the the um the stairmaster when they do like they walk up the stairmaster and, they right, do, and then they like, like kick, kick kick back. And I'm like, what are you wh- what are you doing? What, what like why?
1: Um, why? I don't know. Okay. The, maybe it works, isn't it? What, why
0: Why would that work? Well, everyone that does it
1: has a fat ass. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right,
1: fair enough. Actually, well, you so know let's what? Just start doing it. No, there, listen, there's certain things that I'll give apply to if you know if
0: you have a fat ass.
1: Yeah, essentially. <laughs> That's just nuts. Essentially, but um outside of that, my scruples are there most of the time. But um yeah guys, I mean what we do want from you guys is um a, a Romeo as a oh mate. Oh sorry It's fine. Yeah, Lola <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> <coughs> We don't worry, we can edit that,
0: <laughs> Yeah, we can edit that. Lola.
1: <laughs> Yeah anyway, um yeah.
0: I have a curious cat that um or you could just DM me. My DMs are open, so you can DM me any questions. Um my Instagram and my Twitter account is at Lola Finesse, not fitness, finesse. Um so I I get questions a lot anyway that I reply to people on there I always make a point to reply to fitness related questions if I don't know the answer I do tend to do research because that means that that's something that I can learn so um, feel free to ask me whatever you want to ask me
1: and please make sure it's fitness related because make
0: sure it's fitness related I get a a lot of non-fitness related questions that I have no interest in answering
1: Um, (laughs) my DMs are also available Um, I get back to everybody unless your name is Lola. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: so I'm the only person you ignore.
1: No, to be fair, it's just I think my phone etiquette is alright. It's just I do you know what my habit is? I'll look at the preview. So if you will send you make the mistake of sending me like two messages or three messages, send one and then I'll see the dot 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 and I'll open it because I know there's more. But you hide your message. You hide your message. Okay,
0: whatever. Carry on. Um this to what training management. Um I actually think David's covered a lot of very good points, so I don't really have that much to say in relation to um, women training because everything you said applies to both men and women. Um, um, obviously, men progress faster, generally, uh, than women would.
1: Uh, to One thing I'd know um, about women, generally... There's a little bit of research that, that um, I could perhaps post to back it up. But anecdotally, um, women... Well, so in terms of lower body, you can kind of do whatever you want, to be fair. Um, but upper body, um, low volume is an absolute no-no. It, it's like... It, How oh, many
0: women did low volume for upper body? Unless you're like um, a power lifter, because they do like, what, two, three sets or something? Two, three reps or something? No,
1: but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If reps... Yeah, so you should be working... Um, well, they don't know, innit? Like if th- I do 8
0: to 10, or 8 to 12, actually, on upper body. Depends on how tired I am.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, so... low, um, And also, lifting heavy. Um, women actually don't actually have to lift that heavy. But when I say lift heavy, I mean, like, in terms of intensity. So you don't have to do, like, high, high-intensity stuff. It doesn't really do much um, in terms for of you. upper body? In in general, to be really? fair, yeah, no, no, no. Like, so if you went and did a 100 kg squat for like one rep, no, oh, no, yeah, 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 no, I agree yeah, with yeah. that. Yeah, no, yeah. but in women in particular, there's no merit, there's no okay. benefit for yeah, it, yeah. to be fair. So, um, that I think that's that's probably the only real difference. And then, um, I'm trying to think off my I'm a five
0: times ten merchant, so I stick a lot with that. Obviously, it depends on how much you tweak stuff, but I generally like to stick to five times ten.
1: Yeah, but your five times ten is not five times ten. Oh, my 10.
0: God. I've started doing it the way you told me to do it, so now it is five times ten. Are you happy?
1: Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> but, yeah... Um...
0: Don't... you going to tell everyone the way I do it? No. Nah. Okay, don't do that. I was just... <laughs> <laughs> don't do that. Don't obviously be laughed at. No, nah, but
1: <laughs> But you, you, but you definitely don't listen to me anyway.
0: I do listen to you. All
1: right. Um, but yeah, in, t- in terms of um, differences, uh, yeah, that's about it. So if you're if you're a woman, um, you can lift heavy, um, but like below the five rep um, range, there's no real benefit to it, unless you want to be a, a professional powerlifter or something like that. But yeah. essentially, there's no benefit for you. Um, even with guys, I mean, there, there's a small benefit. There is a benefit. But there's about, some
0: guys that only do like one rep maxes, like the uh, at uni, like the rugby guys. And I usually just look at them, like,
1: yeah, but it work, it work for them. Uh, what are you talking about? Squat?
0: No, like deadlift. They didn't really squat. They just did loads of deadlifts. Yeah, that work. One rep max, like, oh, always, every Remember, remember that,
1: it's like that. That that's like strength and conditioning. So. They're just trying to be as powerful as possible. But, yeah, it will work for them. Like, so, in regards to everything that we said today, um, it's principles. Yeah. So, it's it's not like, it's not the Ten Commandments or nothing like that. So, I mean, you could work outside of them in theory and experience gains. They say there's 99 ways to skin a cat. But, like, um, yes. But, generally, if, if you follow this you know, it's a great way to start and you will experience gains. But like I said, it's not set in stone. Like, you may, you can go against some of the stuff that we said and still experience gains. Like, um, there's loads of examples of people that look great that perhaps train quite infrequently. Like, um, a lot of the, um, you know, hench guys in your gym, again, they may or may not be on race, who knows. But, I mean, that accusation can't just be thrown out there. But they train quite infrequently, like, and that body part of theirs is fine, and yeah. that um, that whatever movement it is that they do infrequently is quite strong as well. I mean, I don't know their training history. Maybe they they used to do that um, body part often, or they used to do that movement quite often. Who knows? But um, there are definitely examples of people that do some things that are just a little bit outside of some of the things that I've spoken about today and still seeing gains. So it's principles that um, anecdotally um, uh, I suggest and that is backed up by, you know, the research and sports science that there is available. But um, uh, yeah, it's not the Ten Commandments. But yeah, guys, so if there's any questions, like we said before, just um, DM us, isn't it? Um, my... What's my app?
0: KineticFitness underscore.
1: I don't know why I or have to it have...
0: underscore fin- kinetic? Let me find out, actually.
1: It's KineticFitness underscore. Okay, um, I knew that. That is on um, Instagram and Twitter. <laughs> why uh, do you say
0: Twitter like
1: that? How was I supposed to say Twitter? No,
0: okay, don't worry.
1: Yes. Feel free to message me. I am a very nice guy. I'm polite. I will get back to you and answer your questions. And then um, also, please send us some um, topics or whatever you want to be discussed in the next Yeah, we pod. want
0: to talk more to people who are just starting out. Like I think this, was, this would be a very good um, episode for people who have just started training or are not really sure what to do, essentially. So um, we're going to focus a lot. I think we should focus a lot on like talking to beginners, essentially. Also,
1: this this is um, something that might like empower you um, when you're choosing like a personal trainer or if you've already got a personal trainer. So like, it's not obviously, like I said, it's not the Ten Commandments, but let's say your personal trainer is training you and um, the things that we've discussed, he's not doing any of them. and you. <laughs> okay. Or she... <laughs> <laughs> All right, all right, okay. (laughs) Or she's not doing any of them. Um, Yeah. like (laughs) scooby (laughs) do. Well, you can kind of be like, maybe that's why I'm not seeing the kind of results I want. Maybe I should move on. Oh,
0: I actually had a good question that a girl asked me. Um, I think it would be good for you to answer it now, actually. Um, She said to me that she's got a personal trainer that she trains with like two or three times a week and um, she mainly focuses on her lower body because that's all she really cares about. But she has noticed that one of her glutes is bigger than the other, and she wants to correct it. So she has said to her personal trainer, should I do, like, kickbacks or whatever more on one side to catch up with the other? And her personal trainer has said to her that, um, no, just carry on doing what you're doing and things should catch up with each other.
1: Um, We're asymmetrical. Um so
0: I actually agree with the advice that the personal trainer gave.
1: Yeah, right. I, well, she should be if, if that's the case, she should be doing some unilateral work anyway. Do you think so? Not as in not as in not as in like, oh, I'm doing glute kickbacks on my right bum cheek and not, not doing it on the left one, yeah. but as in she should be doing like unilateral work. But it depends. If she if she's someone who has just started training and there's still lots of development, then yeah, she should just carry on um, doing what she's doing. It's I think that's something that you should worry about when you've kind of become intermediate or advanced and it's still like that, mm-hmm. do you get what I'm saying? So, um, like, I haven't mentioned it, but, um, well, I have probably like five times now, but yeah, my knees are made out of biscuit. Yeah, and um, one, uh, my left side, um, mm-hmm. Something we call a teardrop uh, uh, is. What yeah. um, a really it... teardrop is though? It's like
0: your inner quad area.
1: Yes, yeah, it's, it's basically it's the the part of your quad just ab- above your kneecap. Yeah, so um, my left side is like rubbish, and my right side is significantly more developed than um, that side. I've corrected it a bit, a, a little bit, but um, I just carried on, um, squatting, but. Whereas I've came to a point where I was maxing out on my squat a little bit, that's when I decided to start doing some unilateral work. So for somebody who is still a beginner, there's no need. Just carry on doing what you know your personal trainer has advised or whatever um, movements you've been doing, to be honest. But that's a, a good question, yeah. to be fair.
0: I I told her that I thought her personal trainer was right because I've got lopsided shoulders, like one of my shoulders is bigger than the other, and I was very tempted to just start working one side out. Yeah, but do you you train it? I do train my shoulders. You look very surprised. (laughs) (laughs) I train my shoulders. To be fair, I I, I, I just don't train my arms. All I know
1: is all I know is you hip thrust. To be fair, are you
0: you serious? (laughs) Are you serious? You're
1: a hip thrust merchant. We trade together.
0: How do you say I only hip thrust? Okay. You've seen me train shoulders. You've seen me I haven't train... seen you train shoulders. Yes, you have. I've, I've trained... seen you train back. I've trained shoulders with you before.
1: Okay. Well, like I... anyway, um, yeah, anyone who's in the beginning stage or a beginner, um, like if your body's asymmetrical, it's fine. Just train in it. Um, and then, um, but if you're more advanced in your training, then you definitely should start doing some unilateral work.
0: So, yeah, um, I think we've covered a lot today. Um, We'll just wrap it up here. Next week, we're going to go into... Next week? I don't know why I'm saying next week. (laughs) (laughs) Like I'm on a radio show. Our next topic will be on weight management. So we've done training management. We're going to talk about weight management, um, which is going to be a very interesting topic because... Um, we're gonna talk about the different diets that are out there and available. Um, we're gonna. I think it's gonna be quite opinion based because I feel like diet is very opinion based.
1: It's not.
0: Diet is opinion based because everybody has an opinion.
1: It, oh, okay, yeah, fair enough. Okay. Because in
0: terms of what works and what doesn't work, everyone could swear that this particular
1: diet works. Well, you works. know what? Uh, actually, I don't want to get into an let's another. Let's not get into
0: Let's not get into it now. But it's gonna be a fun one, I believe. So, yeah, thank you for listening to No Added Sugar. I'm Lola.
1: I'm David.
0: That was so slow. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, guys.